Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Positive Pessimist Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Gaither. It's Wrestling Wednesday. My guest today is Bo Manus. Bo Manus wrestled for the University of Oklahoma, but he started in Kansas. This guy was a four-time undefeated high school state champion, 130-0. and zero. He didn't give up one single takedown in his high school career, and he didn't lose a match, at least in Kansas, from the age of six all the way through high school. And <laughs> that is about the craziest thing I think I've ever um, said on this podcast. So can't wait to talk to him. I always knew who he was. He's a few years younger than me, but total stud. And uh, let's bring him in. So how you doing, buddy? Thanks so much for taking the time to do this. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I appreciate it. You bet, man. You're a Kansas legend. It, you know, I knew that. I, I had a feeling, I knew how many titles in a row you won in Kansas from the time you were six on up, but I, I hadn't, I didn't realize that, I was thinking that yesterday before I called you, I was like, I wonder if he ever lost in Kansas, and then you said no, and I'm like, holy lord, that is just about the craziest thing um, that I Well, I, I, I did lose my first year. Right, yeah, you did, so you started when you were five, and you right. lost a few times then. Yeah, I lost, I don't know, maybe uh, five times my first year. Okay. And uh, my cousin, Mikey Bonilla, was the last one to beat me in Kansas in 1985. Yeah. Does he uh, Does he give you crap about that still at Thanksgiving? No, no. We actually, uh, you know, it was so long ago, so he, he never brings it up. Um, if, he you, was, if you were my cousin, I would bring that up every time I saw you. I know. I know. Well, back in the day, in 1985... Um, he was older than me, and um, if I remember correctly, there was no – I was super small. I was like 32 pounds. Okay. And the lowest division was 40 pounds, and there was no six and under. There was only eight and under. So I was wrestling eight and under 40 pounds. And so, you know, he was a little bit older and a little bit bigger. But, uh, no, he never brings it up. But – so you were 32 pounds, you were five years old, and you still got six in the state. Yes. <laughs> so to say that you are a natural is uh, kind of an understatement. I, uh, I I loved it and I enjoyed it and uh, I, I guess I guess you could say that. So you won your first state title when you were six, and then you just proceeded to win every state title all the way through your senior year of high school. Yes. Did you ever get? Uh, were you cocky as a kid? Because you seem like a very nice, level-headed person. Um, no, no. And I, I think that um, the reason I wasn't is largely due to my parents, just yeah. the way that they raised me. Uh, not to mention, I mean, who likes cocky people? Yeah. Um, you know, so it, there are some people like Conor McGregor that a lot of people like, and, and you know, it's, it's kind of funny. But I just, I grew up not liking that, um, not... Uh, people like that was something it, it's exactly what I did not want to be okay so well cool man I, I like to hear that because I'm not a big fan of cocky either but you know you're still you're only human and it seems like after about six years of being undefeated you you, you might get a, a big head on you but I guess that's where uh, good parenting comes in yeah and and the idea you know I always knew I could lose like I mean and so that that never uh, crossed my mind and you know, that I, you know, someone that, 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 uh, when I wrestled that there wasn't that possibility, um, of, of not losing. So 
I think it kept me grounded as well as my parents talking to me. Yeah. So, did you ever get bored? No, because winning's fun. Yeah. Winning's fun, and and I remember back in the day in '85, it was Nintendo tapes and Star Wars toys. And so, uh, you know, whenever I won a tournament, at first it was like a Star Wars toy every time. And so that was the motivation. And then after that, went to Nintendo tapes. And so I'd get a Nintendo tape for every tournament I won. Wow, that had to get pretty expensive after a while. Yeah, I I think it did. (coughs) So you said... My my parents were willing to do that. You said yesterday that that you didn't keep a a record of of your wins as a kid... Um, but if you did, let's say you won just for easy math, 30 matches for what? So how many years were you undefeated? Was it 12 or 13? Uh, so it would have been, um, so I started when I was five, so six all the way up to 18. So I won 11 kids titles. So the, the most you could win if you start at five would be 12. So I won 11 there. And then junior high was undefeated for two years, so 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, so 16 years undefeated. <laughs> that but, is... but here's the, here's the thing, you know, I always, you know, I went to Tulsa Nationals, I went to Cadets, Juniors, and so I, I would, you know, every once in a while, Southern Plains, I would lose, and so I knew what it was like to lose, and I knew I didn't like losing. Yeah, I was going to ask if you went to Tulsa Nationals and all that and how you did there. Um, I went there four times and it's weird that I remember all this stuff, but, um, I won it twice and I lost and I, I got, um, second and third. Okay. Or second and fourth. Okay. The other two times. Well, uh, that's, that's freaking awesome, man. Um, and you never gave up a takedown in, in high school at all. What were you your freshman year? First of all, were you a, a three pounder, six pounder? I was a 100-pounder. That's that one year they changed it. Okay. It was 100 pounds. I always tell people that's that's the rumor I made up, <laughs> and I paid some people to say that, and it spread, and now, now it's a thing. So. Yeah. Um, backtracking a little bit, your coach was Bob Steen, or is it Stein or Steen? My little league coach was Bob, uh, Bobby Stein. Okay. Who was hardcore, great coach, uh, he was, he was pretty hard on us, uh, and, um, you know, he made sure that we were making practice, that we were working hard, and um, and then in high school, it was Bob working team. Okay. Was it Timor tell, that was telling me that uh, Bob Steen didn't know a lot about wrestling? He wasn't highly technical. Okay. Uh, he knew his basics, and he, we drilled those a lot. Um, a lot of push-ups, a lot of, you know, little things like that, but, I mean... You know, I remember going to practice, I felt like every day, you know, rather than like two days a week, three days a week, felt like every day, uh, not throughout the whole year, but obviously just wrestling season, but he was hardcore. And, and Timor is someone that I really, really looked up to when I was, when I was young. Yeah. Um, you know, he's older than me. I'm trying to think maybe, you know, six, six years older than me, maybe something like that. Yeah. Um, I remember him coaching me a little bit at cadet nationals. And uh, he's someone that I always looked up to because he was humble and he was intelligent and a great technician. And um, he was uh, someone, again, someone I looked up to. I think Timor also told me, and I might be wrong on this, but I think he said that 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 Salina Kids was the toughest 
practices he ever had, even including Division One and everything. Bob Stein was hardcore. I mean, he was he was. Uh, I I um, I give a lot of respect. I mean, I have a lot of respect, and, and um, I give a lot of credit to Bobby Stein for the way that he did things. Um, like I said, not not super technical, but the fundamentals and drilling it over and over. A lot of push-up setups, a lot of conditioning, and yeah. So we we were one of the elite teams along with Arc City as well. Yeah. So yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, I can still I can still see him. You know, I can st- just this this uh, stocky, intense glasses, bald head, um, and, and but a super nice guy too. Like I remember talking to him a couple times just about you know whatever things as a little kid and. And just thinking, like, and I remember being kind of struck, like, oh, this this super intense uh, spark plug of a man is also a really nice guy. Um, I remember thinking that as a little kid, you know, being kind of kind of almost shocked, you know, that he was so nice. Um, and, and it seemed like a great guy to have for a coach, just somebody to have in your corner, you know. Um, so yeah, you got gosh, there's so many names coming to my mind that were coming out of. Uh, out of Salina, uh, I remember wrestling a kid named Shannon Getman. Uh, there was Bobby Garver. Um, yep. I mean, the, the, I, we could talk all day and not scratch the surface. Jeremy Bath. Uh, I know Charlie Huel was a part of our little league growing up. Um, I think he was a one or two timer. Um, There's a guy that transferred from Nebraska that ended up wrestling at Salina Central Hill, something Hill. You yeah, who that I remember that. I remember. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, at least a two timer, I believe. Yes, he was. Yeah, um, I, I'm a total nerd like that. I mean, I'm I'm I'll be 46 at the end of May, and I still remember names and and things that happen. You know, sometimes I'll run into people and I'll be like, "You beat so and so," and they're like, "How do you remember that?" I don't even remember that. I'm like, I don't I don't know. I don't remember what I had for dinner last night, but I remember who won state in 1986 and. <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, you told me yesterday <clears throat> that Steen had you wrestling some exhibition matches, and you you lost you lost one or two of those. Who who do you remember losing to? So the only one I remember losing, <clears throat> and, and I, you know, here's the thing: I have no evidence for this, but I I can imagine the way that Bobby Stein was, you know, going up to some of these coaches and they're talking about their wrestler and. You know, he's like, I'll put my guy against yours anytime, right? <laughs> and um, I'm sure that's kind of the way it went down. And he'd come over and he's like, hey, after you're done, you had an exhibition. I was like, okay. Um, so I remember, and I don't know if these guys remember it, and uh, I, I feel bad if they don't remember, but um, as, as you know. But what I remember is wrestling Travis Vanderveer of, of Arc City. Okay. He was a three-time state champ. Um, I remember wrestling... Uh, Zach Roberson, I remember wrestling uh, Brandon Fitzenmeyer. Is that how you pronounce that? Uh, I think so. Okay. And he was like a two or three timer, 4A, Clay Center. He was the one that beat me, Brandon was. But if I remember correctly, I was uh, 72 pounds and I think he was wrestling 88. Okay. And so, yeah. And I think he beat me in overtime. Okay. So. So did they? They did that like at these regular tournaments. They just be like, "Hey, you want to go wrestle on Matt four or whatever," and and they would actually have overtime. I, you know what? Here's the deal. I, 
I think I still have the tapes and these are old school tapes. And I remember watching them back in the day. Um, may, maybe it wasn't overtime. Maybe it was just the regular match and at the end he beat me, but I feel like it was overtime, but okay. maybe I could, maybe I'm wrong. Well, it, it may have been. So when you got to high school, you went to Salina Central. I went to Salina South. Salina South. By the way, Shawnee Mission South is the uh, num- the name you were asking me about yesterday. Okay. That's the guy wrestled in the finals too. But um, <clears throat> so yeah, they just put SS on there. I'm not sure why because it was. Uh, uh, but I guess they just put that for Shawnee South. But anyway, that's that's here nor there. Um, what was I going to ask you? Uh, when you got to high school, I guess they probably knew who you were and what they what they had in their new hundred pounder, huh? I believe, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Bob Workington knew, uh, knew me. I'd come up there, like, in the summer times and worked out with some of their guys. So, so uh, you know, he, he knew uh, what he was getting. Um, and I was excited. I was excited to wrestle high school. I was, I was ready to go. I remember that. What were you then uh, weight-wise the rest of your career? Okay, so my first year I was 100 pounds, and then I moved up to 112 and then 119, and then 125. Okay, okay. Yeah. Zach Roberson was one year before me, and it always seemed like he was one weight below me. And so I think he did the same thing. He's 103, 112, 1925. And, and so he was 6A, I was 5A, but he was always, it always seemed like he's one weight class below me. And you guys both went undefeated in high school, so you just never got a chance to uh, match up, huh? We never, we never got a chance huh. to match it. How do you think that match would have gone? Oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to say. Um, <laughs> uh, Zach Roberson's a great wrestler, and um, I think it would have been a fun match. Yeah, yeah, I would love to get him on here. Uh, his brother wrestled on my college team. His older brother, Josh, wrestled on my college mm-hmm. team for a little while. Um, and he would tell us about him. He's like, dude, my little brother's seven-time kid state champ, blah, 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 and Sure enough, he ended up being a D1 national champ and and yep. uh, had a great career. Um, so not only did you go undefeated in high school, but you didn't give up one takedown. Um, did did you were you able to still just wrestle and not think about that? Because my senior year, my goal was to not give up a takedown. Just my senior year. And I didn't get taken down to the regional finals. And it just it just happened, you know? And it was just one of those things. It wasn't like a good move or anything. I just, I don't even remember what I did, but it was like, shit, I just gave up a takedown, you know? And, uh, and so my point in saying that is that that never even, I can't believe that never happened where you just, I can't believe you never gave up a freaking takedown. Um, I actually, I did not realize it until Bob Workentine. I think it was after my second state title. I think I was 16-0, something like that. And he said, do you realize you've never been taken down? And I said, no, coach, I've never really thought about that. But when he said that, it kind of set in a little bit. And then uh, I did think about it from uh, my junior year and senior on. I, I did think about that. Yeah. Did you ever get close, I imagine? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there were... There were, I think, I remember specifically three times where I almost got taken down. One was my senior year. I was wrestling Dusty Spalding, four-time state champ, went to Nebraska. We were at the Newton tournament, and um, he got in on an outside single. He brought it up. 
and uh, we got in a scramble. Uh, he almost took me down there. I think I beat him six to zero. And then I remember there was a kid from Capen that almost took me down, as well as a kid from Clay Center. I'm trying to think of his name. He was a state champ from Clay Center who almost took me down. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was close. <laughs> I remember it three times. Uh, sorry, dude. That just, it's so funny to me. Like, I remember I almost got taken down once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, who is your toughest comp? Charbonneau. Charbonneau from Clay Center. Okay. I remember that name. I totally do. I was that I was that guy that would read the paper and you know who beat who and all that and for some yeah, reason yeah. that information just stuck with me. So I remember that name, Travis Charbonneau. Um, who was your toughest competition then in high school? That's a good question. I think um, I think Dusty Spalding. I wrestled him twice. Um, I think it was my junior year and senior year. I think he was probably my toughest, uh, the toughest guy I faced. Um, I beat him 7-0 his junior year, and I think 6-0 his senior year. And then in, um, my freshman year, I wrestled Pat Tucano from Cape and Mount Carmel. Okay. And he was a senior. I was a freshman. And uh, I would say that that was, you know, a, a tough match. You said you were a you were a freshman and he was a senior? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and how close of a match was that? I beat him 7-0. 7-0. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember scores too. It's weird. I, I don't know why I do though. No, I don't think that's weird at all. Um, I, I I'm I'm shocked when people don't remember when they're like, I don't remember that. I'm like, are you serious? You don't remember that? Like I was too bad, too good about it. You know, um, yeah. I've told people a lot of people on this podcast. I don't know if you remember the name Derek Lane. I don't. He was uh, he was about five years, five or six years older than you two, but. He was a six-time state finalist, high school state champ. He actually passed away at 29 of cystic fibrosis, but he was my my best friend when we were kids, and we would talk on the phone for hours, and he loved telling me who beat who by what score and all that, and it just always stuck with me. So um, I don't think it's weird at all. Uh, were your were your parents athletes? Uh, my mom was a cheerleader and my dad, he did, uh, he did some track, some boxing and some karate. Okay. Um, so how were they, you touched on it a little bit earlier, but they kept you humble. Um, they never let you get a big head about it at all, huh? No, no, it's just, just not the way our, our family dynamics work. You you just, you just didn't do that. It's not, yeah, it's not a, a part of the way that, you know, that we lived, so. Yeah. yeah. So going back a little bit, if you're going by common opponents, I remember uh, Roberson having a pretty tough match with Dusty Spaulding. I remember that. Yeah. So I'm sure that has to factor into your thinking a little bit. You're only human. Um, so, you know, Spaulding never scored on you, and he had a two-point match with uh, Roberson. So let's go ahead and say you would have beat Roberson. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you can say that. Uh, so it was. I, I remember hearing about it because... If I remember correctly, I was already in college, and it was their senior year. And I do think that Roberson moved up to wrestle Spalding. Is that correct? I think you're right, actually. Yeah. Okay. And I I heard it was a one point match, but it, you said it was a two point match. Well, the, it it could have been a two. Uh, uh, it, was, it was close. Yeah, it was close. yeah. It may have yeah. been. I, I I remember, you know, again reading about it. I didn't I didn't actually get to see it, but I thought it was three to one. But um, 
But all three of you guys were four-timers, and I don't know how Spalding's career was, but um, you had a good career there at uh, Oklahoma, which we're going to get to in just a second. You said you did wrestle uh, quite a bit of freestyle? Yes. Yeah, I did cadets. I did juniors and all that. Uh, speaking of Roberson, I always felt like, uh, you know, we were always, uh, you know, he was always one weight below me, but we were always placing pretty high at juniors and cadets. Yeah. So you guys never wrestled on any level? Well, we wrestled in an exhibition uh, when we were little, but I don't, I don't think he would remember that. Okay. Well, I imagine you won that, huh? Yeah, I think I think I pinned him, but that yeah. was little league. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, going back a little bit because it, it is it's so intriguing to me because when I was a kid I used to write stories about <clears throat> about I had this character named Eddie Lee and mm. Eddie Lee was a guy that that beat Eric Aiken a couple times in freestyle mm-hmm. and he beat him like seven to nothing and he beat him twelve to nothing and and I guess later on in their careers. Eric, you know, did beat Eddie, but I was just so intrigued by this guy because I'd never seen anyone do something like that to Eric Aiken. He was my idol when I was a kid. He was on my kid's team, and he's about five years older than me, and we all know how good a career he ended up having. So I idolized him for a long time, and when I saw this guy, Eddie Lee, do that to Eric, he, he became like this unbeatable character in my kid brain. And I would write stories about him, about how he had never lost, and I thought that was just so far fetched. So, you know, I, I thought it was like a fictitious story. So, to actually know somebody who did that, um, so that's a long-winded way for me to ask, what made you so freaking good? Like, was it anything, any one thing in particular? Um, I, I think, um, you know, I think certain people are just, they're just natural to certain sports. Uh, just, it comes along very easily. Um and so I, I think that's the deal with wrestling. I think I think my balance, my strength. Um, my dad would always say that you're you're strong for a, a little guy. I remember wrestling really big guys um, in the practice room, and I think that helped me out tremendously, um, just with positioning and, and uh, wrestling with someone that's a lot stronger than you. And so you know, I think the it coming naturally with with strength and balance. I think that's uh, that led to my success, as well as the coaches that I had in Bobby Stein being as hard, hardcore as he was, um, and and uh, Bob Working Team. So, okay, yeah. Did you ever have any close matches when you were a kid, as far in Kansas? I remember the only close matches I had uh, was with a kid by the name of Ben Newby from Coffeeville. Okay. Who ended up moving to Oklahoma. And I remember in the state finals, I beat him two to one. Normally, I would beat him like four zero, five zero, something like that. But I remember having that close match with him. And, um, you know how sometimes you see kids that are winning and they're not used to losing, they start crying. I remember I was almost at that point where I was going to start crying, even though I was winning, uh, just because it was so close and I wasn't used to it. Huh. Uh, ben Newby, that's, uh, there was a guy on my college team named, uh, Rocky Newby, and Jacob Newby was, uh, was he Oklahoma? Jacob Newby, he was an Oklahoma boy. Yeah, and I think he got fourth at Division One. um, so the Newbies, that, that's, uh, you know, I've never heard the name Ben Newby, but I imagine he probably ended up having a pretty good high school career, too. You know, I, I, uh, 
I investigated just a little bit at one time, and I heard that he wrestled maybe his freshman year, but for, for some reason didn't finish his career. I'm not really sure, but yeah, if he would have stuck with it, he would have been really good. Yeah. You know, it's crazy that, you know, that those names that you knew when you were a kid, and some of them didn't even get to high school because of burnout or, or whatever, but I remember there being like, like, like Timor was telling me about a kid named, I think it was Tab Hodge or Ty, one of the Hodge brothers from, uh, from Emporia, and that kid would just kill everyone every year, and I don't even think he ended up wrestling in high school. Do you know mm-hmm. who I'm talking about? I have no idea. Okay, all right. Um, so, you went undefeated four times in uh, high school, never got it, gave up a takedown, never, I mean, your closest match was six or seven points, so, so then you decided to go to Oklahoma, um, how was your freshman year, your redshirt year, was it, was it uh, an adjustment period, or how'd that go? I, I really, really struggled, um, that transition was super tough for me, um, you know, I've, I've reflected on this a lot as a wrestler um, because I was I was brought into Oklahoma to win national titles. That was my job. That's what I was committed to do as as an individual. That's what I wanted to do. Those were my goals. And, um, man, I tell you what, I struggled big time. Uh, I believe the reasoning for it, uh, there's several reasons. One is technically, I, I tell this to people and they don't believe me, but I believe technically I, I was so far behind. I was extremely raw. I was not a technician. I was a guy, go out there, pound on your head, spin behind, put you on your back and pin you. And, um, you know, I, I was not a great technician. I, I do not remember drilling very much in high school. Um, and when I got to OU, it, there was a lot of drilling, highly technical with Jack Spates, Chuck Barbie, um, Ernest Binion and um, there's also you know the I, I call it the domestication process uh, where you know I was kind of the big fish and everyone I wrestled I was the lightest weight and so imagine this being in a group with Michael Leitner Whit Durden four time state champ Whit Durden from Georgia uh, you know national champ he, Whit Durden was a two time all American uh, Michael Leitner was a national champ um, and just, you know, some days not getting the takedown. And so that was, uh, that was really difficult. I never, I never experienced that. And, um, so, you know, it took, it took me a while to adjust to the college, uh, lifestyle and, uh, what you needed to do to, uh, rest at a high level. Yeah. Did you ever even think about like quitting? I mean, was it, you know, I, I can't imagine having that much success and then, some days, you know, not being able to get a takedown. That had to be mentally difficult. <clears throat> I mean, it, it was, you know, there, there were still kids I, I was beating up, but it was definitely not, um, it was it was new to me. And um, I don't think I ever thought about quitting. Um, that really wasn't an option. Um, but, you know, it was, it was just tough. It was tough technically to, to uh you know, to do new things and to drill a lot. Like, again, we just, we didn't drill very much at, at Salina South. Yeah. Did a lot of wrestling, but not, not very much drilling. Yeah. Same, same with my high school. My, my high school coach was just a very tough man. He was not, uh, 
he didn't, I don't think he even, I don't know if he ever wrestled. And he, he was just, we were almost scared to disappoint him kind of a thing. Um, but as far, you know, we were just a bunch of, we were, you know, I, I started wrestling when I was seven. But most of the guys on my team didn't. Uh, they didn't start till high school. So, with it, but they were just tough dudes because, again, because we worked so hard and because we were scared to disappoint him. Um, so, how long was it before you like? You know, how did you do your redshirt year? Um, so my redshirt year, um, I was behind Shane Shane Valdez, who was a three-time All-American for OU. Uh, his twin brother Dane Valdez, both California boys. Um, you know, I competed well with them, um, went to some open tournaments. I think I finished, you know, second, third, um, maybe got beat out of one. And um, I don't remember a record, but, you know, I, I, I know I lost, you know, probably at least eight times or so my okay. freshman year, which, again, was new to me. Yeah. I remember, I remember specifically my offense – I felt like it kind of shut down a little bit and I became more defensive, which is not like me. Mm-hmm. I remember watching wrestlers like Roddy Jones and some others, like guys that I like to watch. I'm like, man, I need to, I need to adjust my style more like theirs. And it's just kind of being confused with who I was as a wrestler uh, that first year. And um, I would say it was about my second year in is when things started to, um, you know, things started to uh, um, feel a little bit better. Plus, plus, I would imagine you, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine you continue to develop physically, you know, turn into a man and all that, because I imagine when you're a freshman, especially back then, you know, when you didn't have all the ways to watch opponents and, and technique and all that stuff, um, was there a physical difference, like, you know, especially that freshman year, where you like, holy crap, these guys are strong? You know, I, I actually, I, I did not, uh, that was never a problem. I don't, I don't feel, I felt okay. like I was mature enough and strong enough to battle. I, I feel like it was more of my mental game and my technique. I, I had to catch up in my, my, an area of my technique. So I think those were the two things that kind of kept, held me back a little bit. Yeah. Did you ever, um, I mean, this was before cell phones. You couldn't just shoot Timor a text, but did you ever talk to Timor about any of that stuff? Uh, no, no, you know, we didn't, we didn't keep in touch. Um, I, I, you know, I just remember when I was young, uh, as well as going to cadet nationals where he was one of my coaches and just the words that he spoke and the way that he spoke, you know, was never, you know, yelling or anything like that. I just continued to look up to him. Um, and no, you know, I never reached out to him to, to talk about it. Okay. He was yeah. a good person though to talk to. Yeah, Timor's a great, he's just a great person. He uh, he sent my, my mom something, because uh, he's in the medical industry, and he sent my mom something that helped her out, and my sister, and uh, and this is when we just had just started talking again after I hadn't talked to him in God knows how long. Um, just a super nice guy, and, and what a freak athlete uh, Timor was. Mm-hmm. Um, his senior year, he was hurt until like his until like the regionals and then he just won regionals and stayed and you know there were guys that think they're thinking they were going to win state that year because Timor wasn't there and then he shows up at <laughs> at regionals and uh you know molly I remember, walks over. i remember um 
remember I, I'm like this young this young man in that big coliseum, and I remember him wrestling Justin Ware. Do you remember that? Oh well, I remember that's the only guy he lost to in high school. I didn't get to see it, but yeah, I, I remember seeing a guy I looked up to you know losing that match. Is kind of like what you talked about earlier. Like I thought Timor couldn't lose, right? And I remember seeing him lose to Justin Ware, which Justin Ware was a freak. Yeah, he, he was. You know, he had the ability to do some pretty amazing things if he would have continued wrestling. Yeah. He was another one of those guys. Uh, d- do you know if you're the uh, all-time Kansas state champion record holder? Is that you? Uh, like, what do you, like kids state titles? Or yeah, what? just kids all the way through high school. Because I know you and Ware were pretty close as far as that goes. He, he won nine. I, I remember it because as a little kid, I was trying to beat nine. Um, nine, wait a minute. Maybe it was eight. It was either eight or nine. Okay. And I remember that was the goal to be eight or nine titles. And so um, I know that I hold the record for kids titles. And then in terms of junior high, no one, no one really counts that or, you know, keeps that in mind. And and then I think Zach and I are the only ones that, that went undefeated that I know of for high school. Okay. Um, so where is that stack of uh, so you won eleven kids titles and four high school titles? Yep. So you're a fifteen time state champion. <laughs> Dude, yes, that that's just um, that's just amazing, and I, I think it's great that you're uh, clearly such a humble, nice person. I mean, not that you know anyone has a right to be like, yeah, I was a badass when I was younger, you know. But I, I just think it's great that you you seem so even keel about it. Um, but to win 15 state titles is just beyond me. So did you you there's two years after high school after kids um, where you can I think at least two years. Did you go ahead and do that too then? I did, and, and you have to to uh, I knew I had to to break again. Let's let's just say the record was nine. Um, in order to break the record, you you have to wrestle that whole time. Yeah. Um, you have to go those two extra years to, to do it. So I did, I did that. Yeah. And did you know who Justin Ware was then? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, and I'm sure you were the same way, but when I was little, like I used to go around and I'd watch Bobby Garver and Jeremy Vath and the Bane boys and Shannon Getman. And, you know, like I remember going to Fargo for the first time, like I had been reading USA wrestling magazine. So I read about Kel Sanderson. I read about um, Joe Heskett. I read, you know, I read about all these guys. And so when I'm there and they're announcing all these guys, I'm like, I'm like a little kid in a candy store, right? Yeah. I'm like looking for their match and I'm just watching them wrestle. I'm just taking it in, loving it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess I already asked you this earlier about the epic 12-year, 13-year uh, run. Um so newbie was your closest match through kids. Yeah. Okay. Um, and how many kids do you have now? I, I have three kids. I have a boy or two boys and one girl. Okay. Are they are any of them wrestling? They all wrestled at one time. Okay. My girl was was the meanest. Yeah. Of all of them, um, which is a funny story about her. But yeah, they all wrestle. Uh, she doesn't wrestle anymore. Um. But the funny story with her is uh, she she said, hey, I want to do practice a little bit. I said, uh, I don't know about this because I, I really didn't want her to wrestle. Yeah. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to let you wrestle. Okay. 
uh, go to practice. And so she started going to practice. And, and next thing I know, she's like, hey, when do you think I can wrestle in a meet? And I said, well, let me think about it. And I said that just to kind of hold her off, right? So I found out from the coaches that like every every practice she was going in and saying, hey, did my dad sign me up for the meet? Did my dad sign me up for the meet? And so finally I said, all right, I'm going to sign her up for one meet to wrestle some girls. And I signed her up and she pins everyone and gets first. And she's like, can I go to one more? I said, okay, one more. And so she pins everyone and gets first. And so I think, I mean, she, I think she got second that year, lost in the state finals. And so, um, yeah, she wrestled about three years and then she hung it up. Okay. Well, yeah. <clears throat> it's too bad she didn't keep going because uh, women's wrestling is really blowing up these days. And and your boys, did they, uh, did they, how long did they wrestle and did they enjoy it? They do enjoy it. Uh, they started when they were five years old. Um, they've had, um, they've had some success, you know, uh, second, third at state, fourth at state, fifth. Um, that's typically what they do. I don't, I really don't push them too hard. And that was the game plan from the very beginning. Um, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to be a sport that they enjoyed. And, uh, you know, I remember doing a camp with uh, Ken Chirto. He was sharing some statistics about kids quitting and talking about parents being hard on them. And I knew I never wanted to be that parent. And so, you know, I, I was very, uh, you know, their first year I said, Hey, we're not going to any tournaments. You're going to go to half of the practices the first year. Right. And then every year, little by little, we started doing more and more. And so I've been pretty laissez faire with them and, um, you know, and, and if they choose not to wrestle like my daughter, uh, that's, that's fine. I want them to do the sport they want to do. Yeah. How old are they now? Okay. So Cade, uh, he's 14. And then I have Rachel, and Rachel is, uh, she is 11, and Colin is 10. Okay. And I imagine they know what you, uh, you know, how good a career you had and everything? Um, I think, yeah, they know. I, I mean, I don't know if, if you said, hey, do you know how many state titles your daddy won? Um, they might be able to answer it. I mean, they, they know some of the stuff. They've been told by Grandma and Grandpa about, yeah. about me. So, um I think, I think they know. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's great that you didn't, uh, you know, that, that you weren't like, well, I did this or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Um, you've kind of like just let them uh, play it out themselves. I have one son. He's only two. And, and I'd be lying if I said I didn't hope he, he wants to wrestle just because it's something I know something about. But um, I'm certainly not going to force him into it because it's not, it's not a sport for everyone. You know, even if you have a, a, a great little athlete, you know, it's not necessarily going to be their sport. Um, and even if it is, you know, some kids just don't want to keep doing it as much as it sucks. Cause if they're good, you want them, you want to keep seeing how good they could get, but you, you can't, it's just a sport that you can't force that on them at all. And I didn't start having... I, I used to go like undefeated in kids all the way till state, and then I would freeze up and end up getting beat out. I did that like three years in a row, and then my parents got divorced, and my dad wasn't around quite as much, and and uh, and I started winning all the time, you know, because I it I just went and wrestled, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't like this life or death, you know, kind of thing. Um, what was the hard, what is the hardest thing you've ever dealt with in uh, in life? Ooh, in life, man, that's that's a that's a tough one. 
Um, well, you know, I'll, I'll just go. I'll just go with a wrestling theme, um, but you know, just not having the success that I wanted to have in college was really, really hard on me. Um, you know, even after uh, the NCAA is my senior year, you know, just not performing um, as well as I should have. Um, man, I I lost a match um, to I think a three time All American, Ben Bombar. And uh, I lost, you know, in the last 20, 15 seconds uh, by point, I was leading. And that would have put me in the All-American round against um, Travis Lee from Cornell. And, um, you know, just replaying that match over and over again. Um, and and not, uh, not doing what I was supposed to do was very difficult. Um, but, you know, as, as you grow older and your frontal lobe fully develops and you know, wrestling is not life. It's, it's just a part of it, you know, and it's a journey. And, and, um, so, but it, it took some time. It took some time to get over it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I meant to ask you this earlier and I'm sorry. I got, I got, uh, rambling about some other things, but tell me about your college career because you certainly had a solid one. You won like 86 matches and you're a big 12 champion. And, uh, how did the rest of it go? Okay. So my first year, um, uh, you know, I redshirted Shane Valdez was the man. He did a great job. And then, um, you know, I, I really felt that the next year was my year. Right. And, um, the, the coaches brought in another 25 pounder and I don't blame them. Uh, I, I don't feel like I was, um, performing to the level I was supposed to. Um, and they brought in a guy by the name of Quantre Bates. Quantre was a two time NAI champ. I think from Finley and he had beaten Jody Stripmatter from Iowa, I think uh, in one of the D2 competitions, I believe. And uh, he came in the red and white classic. He beat me eight to six. We wrestled again. I think he beat me three to two. And so he beat me off the team my first year when I was a freshman, a retro freshman. Um, after that, uh, going through that, um, things were just getting, better and better for me as a wrestler. Uh, I was, I was adapting, but very slowly by my sophomore year, I was, I want to say I was 21 and five. And what happened was, um, I was at the national duels. I was wrestling a guy by the name of Josh Moore, who was at Penn state. Okay. And it was a Thursday night. I had just beaten him like six to two and I tore cartilage in my rib, which at the time I didn't know. And so I remember, hurting a little bit that night. And then I could not go to bed because I was in so much pain. I woke up and I remember, I remember telling coach Bates, Jack Spates, I don't, I don't think I can wrestle. Like I, I can barely move and I can barely breathe. And I wanted to wrestle. It just so happens. I had um, number two, Jody strip matter that day from Iowa. And um, so they shot me up and, and it numbed it. And I wrestled Jody strip matter, uh, lost, I want to say it was uh, 7-2 to Jody, maybe 7-3, and then uh, started to wear off. We were wrestling Michigan. I wrestled a guy by the name of A.J. Grant, um, who was a three-timer, I think, three-time All-American. I beat him 4-0, to and my career that year was done. I, I was out for the rest of the year. The touring cartilage uh, kept me out. That is where Matt Ridings, I don't know if you know him. I don't. He, he, he went in, he won like 16 matches in a row, finished second at the Big 12s, lost to Jason Powell, 
who would, uh, who was a national champ later, um, went to the NCAA as probably a top eight guy and he did not place. Um, so that brings us back to the next year. He was one grade ahead of me. I was a junior and at the red and white, I had Matt writings. So I beat Matt writings, um, three to two. And then we were in the finals at the next three tournaments. So we had beaten everyone else. And he beat me by a point over time, you know, by a point. And he took my spot. I, I call it my spot. My junior year, I went 18 and three, three losses being to uh, Matt Ridings. That year, I did beat, you know, Skylar Holman, All-American. I beat A.J. Grant again, All-American. And so I was beating good kids. I just couldn't beat Matt that year. Yeah. The guy on yeah. your own team. Yeah. And then my senior year, I went into the NCAAs, I want to say 31 and 5 or 6, something like that. Okay. Um, I just won the Big 12s. Um, trying to think. Oh, I beat Skylar Holman, Oklahoma State. I beat Skylar 4 to 1 in the Big 12 finals. I was the sixth seed. And um, I was in the quarterfinals with Ben Bombar, who's a three time All American from Boise State. I was winning. Uh, 15 seconds left. He reversed me. I lost that match. Put me in the back with a wrestler that I, I felt I, I really felt like I didn't match up well with, and that was uh, Nick Simmons, who oh. was a four-time All-American Olympian, and uh, he beat me six to four, and that put me out of the tournament. Huh? Yeah, Nick Simmons was freaking great, man. He is uh, arguably the best high school wrestler there's ever been. I mean, that guy. I think he was like 215 and zero in high school and had like 160 pins or something crazy. And uh, yeah, I remember watching some podcast that he was on and, and the guy goes, are you the best high school wrestler ever? And he goes, well, you tell me. And then, and then he, you know, rattled off his stats and uh, he very well may have been. So, you know, if, if you're going to lose to somebody, you know, so that was pretty heartbreaking for you, I imagine then, huh? Losing the, in the blood round. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was devastating for me. Yeah, yeah. How long did it take you to get over that? It took me years. It took me years because uh, you know, if I'm being honest, like you know, there's a part of me that I think like the shallow part of me, you know, within the wrestling community, I'm not, I'm not going to be thought of, you know, as a great wrestler, and that that kind of hurt. And um, you know, and then and then growing up, it's like you know, it's who cares, you know. Um, it's just a part of life and, and it's wrestling's not life. And, you know, when you have a friendship with another wrestler, one could care less about, you know, how successful you are on the mat. It's always about, you know, the character and, and, um, one's character and are they humble and, you know, are they, are they growing as a human being? That's really what life's about. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, but it took, it took me some time. Yeah. I imagine it did. Um, but I imagine it also has helped you uh, as far as being a father, you know, like knowing what's important. And, and I've seen, you know, going back to what we were talking about with the kids getting burned out, I've seen, I've seen parents and some of the things they've said to their children after they've lost and that kind of thing, I cringe for them. You know, I'm just like, man, I can't believe you could say that to your own, your own child. Um, so... You know, and it sounds like your parents did a great job with with all yeah. of that. Um, do you have brothers and sisters? Did they? I have two sisters. Okay. And, uh, one of them wrestled for a little bit, like one year. Uh, 
not not much success. And then she uh, she did well in soccer. The other one really didn't play sports. Okay. Was uh, 125 tough for you to make in college, or did you stay? No, it, it actually was not that tough. Um, I remember specifically, you know, I'd walk around during season about 130, 131 maybe. Um, and, and then I just have to, you know, I'd have to cut that weight two days a day out. Um, now off season, I remember getting up to about 137, 138. I remember my senior year getting up to 141, which was the most I ever got up to. So it wasn't too bad compared to what some people have, have done. Yeah. So wh- when did you say you quit coaching? Uh, so that would have been, uh, roughly about 2016, 2016. Were you still wrestling with the kids in 2016? You better believe it. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to, um, man, it was fun. Like, when I when I came here to Norman High to teach, I teach history, or I taught history. Um, I was an assistant coach, and so I was wrestling with the kids all the time. And I remember uh, Joe Comparine, who was at OU, would come over. Sam Hayeswinkle, Tion Ware, uh, we, you know, they'd come over and we'd scrap and... Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I did that. You know, I did that for a while. So do the kids at your school know that you were a stud in Oklahoma and that you were a fifteen-time state champ? Um, I think some might have. Some some probably did, but it's probably the parents telling them. You know. Yeah. Um, but I think eventually that I think the kids now now that I'm not coaching, I think they know it more than the kids that I coached did. Yeah. So. Yeah. You, you should get a T-shirt made that says "State Champ" and have all the years. Uh, <laughs> That'd be funny, dude. I'm gonna have my I'm gonna have my T-shirt guy make you a T-shirt. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I won't keep you on here all day. I know you got a meeting here in about 20 minutes, but uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. You know, you're such a humble, nice guy, and and I've always known who you were. Like I said, I was a few years older than you, but. Um, I always knew who you were and just thought it was amazing that, uh, what you did and, and where, where did you say that, that stack of plaques is? I have it in, it's in the attic and there's a uh, container that we keep it in. Okay. And it's been years since, since, uh, we've opened it, but it's in there. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Old school wooden plaques, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. You know, I, I never got a kid's one. I got, uh. I got second and and third and everything but first, but I remember uh, how big those plaques were. So I'm trying to think how big a how big a stack that is. And then on the very top, like a cherry, you've got that sixth place plaque that you those were those were like as big as your hand. You can put those in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love I used to love those plaques, and and I remember Fargo and cadets too. You know the the little this you know you have this big stop sign and then the smaller ones and. I remember just every time walking by those, especially the the junior national one, just saying, "I want, I want that one." Yeah, I want on my wall. And you did win junior nationals, right? I did. I won it uh, my sophomore year, okay, nineteen ninety six. The cool thing about that story is, you know, uh, you know, down the line was Kel Sanderson and all these great wrestlers, you know, that I was on the same stage as. Uh, during that time, Kenny Cox, um, you know, uh, Joe Heskett, um, you know, just guys that were national champs and it was pretty cool. Yeah. 
Also, in your bracket in college, um, Stephen Abbas was was the was the champ, right? When you were uh, in in college. Yes. Uh, let's see. Stephen Abbas. I wrestled Stephen. Um, he's probably one of the most accomplished guys that I've wrestled, uh, other than Sammy Henson's beatdowns in practice that I'd get from the bull Sammy. Um, let's see. I wrestled Steven my sophomore year and I'm pretty sure he was probably a junior or senior. And I think he beat me 10 to three is what he beat me. Okay. Yeah. He's one of the best college wrestlers ever. And he kind of got overshadowed because he was in the same era as Kale, who was 159 and zero. But I mean, you're not going to find too many careers better than Stephen Abbas. Um, Silver medal at the Olympics. And and so you say you also got to wrestle Sammy Henson quite a bit just in practice? Yeah, Sammy Sammy was, uh, he was at OU uh, for a time working out with Joe C. Okay. And uh, I'm proud to say that, you know, Whit Durden and I were, uh, we were his workout partners most of the time. Uh, He worked out quite a bit with Michael Leitner, but, uh, you know, he took us up to, or we went to the, training center with him worked out and um so we we got to work out with him quite a bit i i've never uh wrestled anyone as strong as sammy yeah yeah sammy was unbelievably strong and um he was intense beyond belief i've i've actually never seen anyone like him that i've been around yeah sammy hits in the bull yeah he i met him uh you know I like to say he's he's kind of my friend now. He was on my uh, he was on my podcast, and I met him at the airport once. And I was just like, "Hey, you're Sammy Henson," and, and I shook his hand, and you know, it was like shaking hands with that that um, I forget the character. I always forget the character's name. The Marvel guy that's made out of rocks. I'm trying to think who that would be. Not Iron Man. I think it's the Thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that that's who I feel like every time I've every time I've shook hands with Sammy Henson, I feel like I'm shaking hands with the thing. I mean, he's just uh, that guy is just made out of like leather or something. He's just a freaking like leather and rocks. That's Sammy Henson. I've seen I've seen that guy put some beatdowns on some pretty impressive guys. Yeah, yeah, and then he and then he won or uh, he got a bronze medal at like 36 years old, which is just. You know, there's only been a few guys in history that have done that. So that's the coolest thing about doing this podcast for me. It's not it's not making me famous or anything, but it's it's uh, something that, you know, maybe someday my boy will watch and I've had all these legends on and, and you're on that list now. And, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Is there anything you want to say before I let you get out of here? No, man. Uh, just thank you so much for allowing me to come on. I love I love the sport of wrestling as you do, and it's an honor and a privilege to come on. And I appreciate what you're doing, and I think it's really cool. So, uh, just thank you very much. Thank you, buddy. Uh, I, you know, I, I shared with you I had some personal tragedy recently, and and I had to, uh, you know, just just move forward with my with my life and and start doing these again because uh, so. So you're the first guy that I've had back in a, in a, a few weeks, and, and I really appreciate it. And it's, you're the perfect guy to have on here. So thank you so much, dude. Well, it was a privilege, um, sincerely. And um, again, I'm sorry about the loss. And I just thank you so much for allowing this to, to take place. It's, it's a great thing that you're doing. You bet. Wrestling is awesome. Yeah, it's the best sport in the world. And uh, uh, I work, I'll work. i be working in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City, in uh, June. So I'll make sure and hit you up and uh, get yeah, you some absolutely. tickets to my show. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, Jack Spates lives down the street from me. It's pretty cool. My my college coach. Okay. Oh, that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Bring him too. I just don't know what. I just don't want to know what show you guys are at because I always get nervous whenever there's some stud wrestler in the crowd. I I don't know why. It's like, dude, they're not gonna wrestle you. They're not gonna. <laughs> but um, I admire wrestlers more than anyone. You know, I've I've met a fair amount of famous people and. Uh, I don't get near as like it, it's weird. I almost get kind of nervous when I when I talk to somebody that that was really good at wrestling. Um, so anyway, I could keep you on here all day, man. But uh, God bless you. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this, and I will let you know when it's out. And if you could share it, that would be great. All right, brother. All Thank right, man. You. All right. God bless you. Take care. Same to you. All right, everybody. Bo Manis. That guy is a Kansas legend and. You know, I've had a lot of Kansas legends on here, um, or at least a few, and he is definitely at the top, you know, 15 times state champion, um, and I remember the few matches that I that I got to watch him wrestle when I was a kid, he would just, just maul everyone. Uh, just a special, special person, and a uh, super humble, cool guy, and... Uh, I could tell when I talked to him on the phone yesterday that he was going to be. I am the worst self-promoter on the planet. I'm supposed to... <laughs> at the beginning of these things, I'm always supposed to say subscribe to the channel and all that stuff, and I never do. So if you're still watching, and I hope you are, make sure you subscribe to my channel. And uh, as always, go to Making It Happen, M-A-C-A-N, It Happen, help out little Bo Making and his family during this difficult time, and I hope you guys are all doing well. Thank you so much, and God bless all of you. Take care. Bye. Do us both a favor and click on that subscribe button.